Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What about your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio? Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day. Every day from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Buyers here. Ramos is here. Jay Stu is here. Uh, we can talk about the Final Four, but uh, and some I kind of talked about a little bit in the, uh, in the podcast, but I want to talk about it here, which is... Uh, this is before Jay Stu and I knew each other or maybe knew of each other at that point in time. Didn't know Ramos, didn't know, um, didn't know Dan Byard. 10 years ago, I was working at CBS and it was my first. So my, my deal with CBS was I was contractually, I did the first two rounds of the tournament on site as an analyst. And then the Sweet 16, the Final Four, I did on the set. And it was great. It was, I mean, the whole reason for doing the deal was what were the, was those three and selection Sunday. And, um, my first Thursday to work with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and a little kind of backstory, um, a, a dear friend of mine who he's still in the business and, uh, his name's Brandon Cristal, right? He joins us from, from Denver. He's our, our Broncos insider. And he helps us with all the NFL stuff. It's an NFL thing combine. He's our guy. I'm sure owners meetings we call he's down there. He's the guy down there as well. 
Brandon's great, and Brandon has this unique ability to, I mean, it's a real thing. The first time I called the Final Four, I was at, it was in Dallas, and they wouldn't let, like, my late father was was there, uh, families there, kids there, everything, and I wasn't allowed to bring anybody else into the green room, and then I go in the green room, and there's Brandon. I'm like, what? How does he do this? He's a, he's a magician. Anyway, um, he's known Charles forever. And built, and he used to produce Kenny Smith's show on Sirius XM Radio. So, and I had, and I would be on Kenny's show, he'd be on mine. Brandon used to be, like, when I first started in radio, Brandon was my producer in Oklahoma City. And so I, I knew those guys. And Greg Anthony was there, and I had worked with him. I didn't get warm and fuzzies from Greg Anthony. Um, and then Greg Gumbel was our host. So there's radio studios down below the in the CBS Broadcast Center. CBS Broadcast Center is like, that's where Walter Cronkite used to, I mean, there, and there's, there's, there's so much stuff in that building, history in that building, but, you know, you go downstairs and that's where Westwood One used to be located, but we could use their radio studio. So I use the radio studio, I'm done at six o'clock. I go and pop on another show and I had like a one-liner in my back pocket that I thought was hilarious because somebody else had given it to me and it said like, you know, Greg, Greg, Charles, Kenny, and you, like, you're the token white guy. You're the, you're the, you're, 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 you actually bring diversity to the set. And I was like, man, that's hilarious. So I tried to work it in a joke and I was on, there was a radio show called Geo and Jones and I hopped on with them and I told them the joke and they thought it was hysterical. So I'm like, I got, you know, it's my jerk store line and the jerk store card and I'm running out of you, right? So we go upstairs you know, at six o'clock, I go upstairs, I go to like, I think it's like the third or fourth floor, and that's where like your wardrobe dressing room is. I get changed, I go in, then I go get makeup, and um, the makeup people are great, the hair people, like everybody's so, Mindy does the makeup, like she's so nice, she's a Jewish lady, oh, you look wonderful, you do, I was like, oh, when's the meeting? They're like, the Turner guys, they don't meet. I was like, well, they don't meet. So I go talk to Bruce, like, no, they don't meet, they just want to just go, just topic, you know and tell us when to shut up and we might shut up then. So whereas CBS, they actually rehearse everything they're going to say over and over. They rehearse it so that all the timing is right. And so this is very new to me. Like I went from ESPN where we met, but didn't rehearse to a CBS where you meet, then you rehearse, then you do it to Turner where you don't meet, you don't rehearse. You just sit down in your chair five minutes before and go. So I go into the green room and Charles is there and he's hysterical and Kenny's there and they're all cracking jokes. And then we go out to the set and we sit down and Craig Gumbel welcomes everybody in. And 10 years ago yesterday, I said, hey man, I'm just here for the white man's perspective. I thought it was sort of funny. Um, nobody laughed. Yeah, it was, it was one of those, yeah, it wasn't. Now Charles to this day is like, I didn't even hear you. I thought, he's like, that's what you said? Like, yeah, it's like, that's pretty funny. You know, Kenny was like, I didn't hear you either. Now they're like, Greg Anthony in between me and I, and I was, I'm talking, I'm sure somebody was talking in their ear. Greg Gumbel, I, Greg wanted nothing to do with that bad boy. And Greg Anthony, I told you, I don't think Greg really liked me. So I was left with a line that I thought was funny, but that wasn't actually, I didn't want to say I wanted to do, I was the t maybe token white guy, like sub me in at the end of the game if you need me sort of thing. Or just say, hey, how happy I am to be here, Right. Because in my mind, like one of my favorite lines is, hey, I'm just a, like a fat girl at the prom, just happy to be here. But I was like, mm, that might not be appropriate. 
somehow white man's perspective became appropriate. I don't, I don't know at the time, like that's where my brain is all screwed up. So, um, this is what really happened. So I, I say the line. And then if you actually watch that segment, like I was actually pretty good in the segment, like we're arguing, talking back and forth about different teams and whatever. And it was a good discussion. Meanwhile, like inside, like if you cut my soul open, like I was desperately trying to find a place to hide because I had my tweet deck open and Mark may said I should be fired because I'm a racist. And I don't really understand that one. Um, I have friends texting me, people calling me and I'm like, you're, you're like dying on the inside, but I was able to kind of keep it together. So we go to break and, um, Again, Kenny and Charles, like, they didn't even know anything was up. Greg's talking to the producer, Greg Gumbleson, the producer. Greg Anthony, he's not really engaging with me, and he's the one sitting next to me. I'm at the edge of the desk. And um, I wanted to die. Uh, no, I didn't want to die. I mean, let's not, let's, let's not go overboard. I, I did not want to be there at that particular moment. On the other hand, I'm like, uh, you know, it's a bad joke. Whatever. We just move on. Maybe it wasn't a bad joke. Maybe people didn't. I felt like Rodney Dangerfield, maybe, when he's filming Caddyshack, where he didn't know if it was a good joke or a bad joke because nobody laughed. Like, Rodney, we're filming a movie. You can't laugh. Anyway, I didn't know. So I look at my phone, and Seth Davis texts me like, hey, dude, just just checking in. Are you okay? And I text him back, I don't know. And then I get a tap on my shoulder, and I get a, what the F are you doing from my boss? And I, I was not, it was not fun now again i take the most pride in the fact that charles barkley told everybody to get off my back at some point during the night and i was really good but it did kind of set a bad precedent in place for my time there which i really enjoyed um Bayer, do you remember that moment yeah yes did you what did you think honest honest question what did you think um you know i i felt that and and I did watch it to uh, to re, um, you know, just to uh, refresh, refresh myself. I I, I think if uh, if you didn't double down because what you said exactly was you did say bring some diversity, you know, bring the white man's perspective. I wonder if it would have just slid past if it would have just been to bring some diversity, but the gum gumble I thought actually tried to help you because he turned around. You know, to be like, okay, maybe the joke didn't land, but that's also a way of saying that it was a joke. You're right. Greg Anthony gave you the Heisman. Like, he was not there to to help you at all and all of that. And I think Kenny was caught, you know, a little off guard by it, but I uh, I do rem- I do remember that. Yes. Jay Stu, what do you think? I, I honestly don't recall the incident. I, I think I know I was at a certain point in my life where I wasn't really listening or paying attention. So um, but what I think of this whole thing is that this is more a commentary on CBS and how it's they, they want to play it just so safe with all of their broadcasts, which means boring, uh, which means un, unwatchable oftentimes and uninteresting. So you saying something glib like that to me is is entertaining to me, but um, I could see why CBS would have a problem with that. Like anything outside of the, as you call it, like the Walter Cronkite like delivery and and tone is uh, is unacceptable. It was uh, it was one of those. Uh, you ever had one of those? Where you're like, I want out of here at this right. Just like I want to, you know. It was, yeah. 
I was not, was not fun. Was not fun. Um, but I mean, you, you do, you find out like who you're friends with, who's cool and who's not, you know, anybody who knows you and like, you're just trying to crack a joke. Like we just, and, and like now I truly believe this. Now I would not have made it to the second segment, right? Would not have made it to the next segment. I was there all night. I, you know, they didn't, they, they had me, uh, they released something where I apologized for an offhanded remark or whatever. And, you know, the, 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 the thing that I think actually ticked them off, and this is true, was Dan, I was booked on Dan Patrick the next day. And then Dan asked me about it. And he's like, what did your boss say? I was like, he didn't like it. And so they had asked me, they're like, Hey, don't talk about this. It's like, okay. But like I do a radio show and I'm booked on other radio shows. Like, what am I supposed to say when somebody it just happened on TV? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like just shut down and go in a shell and not talk to anybody? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's, I find that there's nothing more human and relatable than, hey man, I just, I thought something was funny and it didn't come out funny. Like we've all, literally every human being has been there. Yes. Every human being has been there. 100%. I also feel, Doug, and I'm, I've, I've not done nearly as much television as, as you've done, but I can also just say of someone who sits at a news desk at times and has you know, maybe an opportunity to say something here, chime in there, on a TV set in that sort of setting, um, and, and, and may, maybe you put yourself in the situation because it was your turn to speak, but you don't have a lot of time to reset or regroup from that because you're going, you know, guy one guy two guy three guy four you know so like you were they were just going down the line so there was nothing there to you know there's no way to make it right at the time if you will no no and that's why you didn't really need like unless you had something really funny playing off somebody else then there was really no no need for it but you know (laughs) i never get my late father i i talked to him that night he's like you know you should really stay away from anything even if it's funny with race it's just i was like thanks dad you know, this is like, this is like, and you've done this for T for TV, I know, which is, it's like when your tie is askew, people only tell you your tie is off after the segment is over. And you're like, you know, I could use this information like five minutes ago. If you said my tie was off five minutes ago, I wouldn't have looked like a clown on TV, right? If you would have just reminded me like, Hey dude, I know you're pretty funny, but, and you think you're pretty funny, but mm, stay away from anything racial oriented, sexual oriented, whatever. And you're good. If I just would have done that, you know, like, thanks dad. I appreciate that. I mean, it was a, why I was like, why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, this is pretty amazing. This, these like Yukon being there, not that really big a thing. Did you guys know that uh, again, I only know this because I know the history of basketball. You guys know that Miami went without a program for like 15 years, right? You guys didn't know that? No, no, I did not. When yeah. was that? Um, I think like 71 to 85. Yeah, they did. They had no, like, go go look it up. They had no basketball. They did not have a hmm. Division One men's basketball team in uh they dropped it in 1971, and in 1985, they restarted as independent, and in 91 is really when it began. So it really went 15 years, 20 years without high-level basketball. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I remember, you know, Al Horford's dad, Tito Horford, played for Miami and then was drafted by the Bucks. That was late 80s. 
in that time. But yeah, now that I think of it, I don't remember any late 1970s Miami Hurricanes that starred in the NBA. I think, I, I think, I could be wrong. I don't think it was a funding deal. I, I'm, I, I thought they had a scandal. And that's why they didn't have it, right? Miami's always had, but they were they were bad for the couple of years before they they cut it off. And then um, Bill Foster was Bill Foster was the coach and restarted it. And then Leonard Hamilton took over, and they were they were bad for a good amount of time. What's so what's interesting about this is you have you have three programs, and um, San Diego State. Obviously, I know very well. My brother was there when Steve Fisher first took over, and they went zero and fourteen in the whack. And then eventually they, you know, they won the league for the first time since the seventies, but San Diego state, very little, if any quality basketball history, like all anybody says was, Hey, we had Michael Cage and Tony Gwynn on the same team once. Right. But San Diego state, when I, when I came out of high school in the mid nineties was a nothing burger. No one went there unless you had nowhere else to go. And you wanted to party Florida Atlantic, our worst, most embarrassing defeat of my career. We lost to Florida Atlantic at home. They won six games. They had no essential basketball history. Uh, until this year, they've made one NCAA tournament, won 20 games one time ever. I, they, I think they started bat, playing basketball in 88. And then Miami, they've had some spots of success last year, Elite Eight, and they're obviously a talented team. But the, it's just crazy that you have three of the four teams. They uh, honestly complete new create, whereas usually in college sports, you have to have some sort of history of success to build upon. They have none. San Diego State has had a lot of good history in the regular season. Very little good history in the postseason. Florida Atlantic, no history in the postseason. Miami, very little history in the postseason. Of course, UConn is kind of a modern-day powerhouse that's finally back. Yes, John Ramos. Is this kind of like the um, when you're gambling and you put like all the reds come up on the uh, the table, and then that one time it comes goes to black and you lose, and then the rest of them are red again or something like that? Is that what this is going to be like? This is one of those outlying years where – it's and then next year it goes back to being like the one, the two seeds, the the three seeds, the four, whatever. Is this is that or is this something that maybe something that might be pushing forward for the next couple of years where you're going to get these five seeds, six seeds, four seeds coming in and doing something? What what's your thoughts um, on that? I I don't think it's the seeds as much as I, I look. I I think we're in a uh, in a time of adjustment, John. It's a really good question. Okay, remember we still have players. And there's like two more years of COVID year seniors. So you have some guys that are, are in their sixth year in college. I, I, have, a, I have a podcast I'm going to drop probably later today with Mike, Mike Hen. He played at five schools over seven years in college. He just finished up at Penn State. Like crazy. So we're still in, we still have the COVID thing. Um, so that makes guys older. Right? You've got 23, 24-year-old guys and while they're not, you know, they're not eventually as good as the young high school prospects in, in terms of in the future, once those guys get to be, but those guys won't be in college when they're 23, 24 years old, right? So that gives you the ability for anybody to compete. And you have that, that that's still going to, we got like two more years of that. The NIL also will change things, not just in terms of how like Miami builds this team, right? They go out and get Nigel Pack who was an all big 12 caliber player to a team that went to the lead eight last year. Um, but it, it also keeps some guys at their schools or keep guys in college longer that, you know, I mean, Armando Baycott's not going to the pros because he wouldn't be a great NBA player or an NBA player at all. But at, at North Carolina, he can be an all American. 
So I think there's a, a confluence of things. COVID year thing is going to make it kind of wonky for a couple more years. NIL and the portal, you don't have to sit out. So guys leave. Although there's new portal rules where it's really hard to transfer a second time. Uh, eventually that water will find its level. But I also would tell you, John, that remember Roy Williams retired. Mike Krzyzewski retired. Jim Beheim just retired. Rick Pitino, uh, you know, the, the Louisville thing went up in flames, right? That was it. But that's a powerhouse program. Um, and because of it, you know, you have all of these traditionally great jobs. John Beeline left for the, for the pros. Like those guys had done it forever and they're really good at the college thing. And so those other programs kind of have to find their footing. North Carolina, early returns were great. This year was kind of a disaster. This year, Duke, earlier teams were, were good. They get beat early in the NCAA tournament. So I think we're in this kind of weird transitional phase and you have all these different factors at play. I do think when it settles down, eventually the powerhouses are going to be the powerhouses and they're the powerhouses because they're the most funded teams and they'll go out and frankly buy better players. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Rick Buecher from Fox Sports 1 and FoxSports.com. He covers all things NBA. And um, I, I, I have the chance to body slam uh, Kyrie Irving as being the worst ever. And he's what's destroyed the Dallas Mavericks after destroying the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay off the top rope because I just don't think the roster is great. Um, there's nothing to tell us that Jay Kidd is, is a, is a great head coach at, at managing this thing. And, you know, there's a good portion of this experiment with he and Luca where they haven't actually both been healthy and played together, which exposes even more of the weakness within this roster being very top heavy and not great overall. What are your thoughts on why the Mavericks have been so bad? I agree with you in that I, I, just I look at the roster construction. I, I, let's start here. I when they made the deal, I, I didn't think that it would make them better. I, I thought it was a big name, but what they were giving up in order to get him wasn't going to make them them appreciably better. I thought offensively they they could be better, and they have been. They've been an offensive powerhouse. But I thought that they would be very vulnerable defensively, and they've been a bottom ten team defensively and and so when you add that to the expectations which were oh well that they got two stars now they're going to be you know one of the they're going to rise in the standings not fall i i just think it was um a uh it was an okie doke you know most people looked at it in in a different way than than certainly i did and the way that I expected it to go. The, the expectations were were raised, and I thought, you know, at best they'd stay where they are. But I also feel as if, like, everybody kind of looked at this as a, you know, that, that, that they were going for it in going to get Kyrie. And I just don't know that that was ever part of the plan. I think part of it was let's keep Luca happy to demonstrate that we're still trying to find him a suitable co-star. And let's save some money because they they got off some contracts, some long term contracts that they they were an expensive team for where they were. So and Mark Cuban has always quietly, in spite of being a billionaire and being very visible and and proactive, has also always been very conscious conscientious about the bottom line. And so I just think for what people thought it was going to be. And what the intention was is, uh, is is different than what the reality was. Uh, okay, um, LeBron says a couple of doctors said you need to have surgery, and then he sought out some other doctor, the LeBron of uh, foot specialists, and suddenly uh-huh. Miyagi, he's healed. Yeah, how am I supposed to take this? I don't know. I, I look. It's the same, you know. Not to go back to the previous subject because uh, you, you're giving Kyrie a pass. I'm like the, the the part that bothered me with what Kyrie said was was you know well you know we're getting the best out of teams because they know how great we are. I was like oh, please. And I had the same feeling about LeBron and his like you know you know they basically they they told me I needed surgery and I heal. I'm the fastest healer they've ever seen. I just uh, can we just stop? Can we do we do we have to make everything overly dramatic? We've never seen it before. It's amazing. Like 
I just, I don't know about you, Doug. I just don't get it. I, like, dude, you're you're a great player. You're one of the all-time great NBA players. Why are we constantly reaching to try to portray things as, you know, extraordinary when if, if they are, then give us, you know, the explanation. But this, like, I went to the LeBron of feet doctor and he told me I didn't need surgery. And and then he then, then the slip. Uh, this is the thing that cracked me up. Like, he says, yeah, you know, the, the, the success of the team convinced me to come back. Well, I don't want to say that. Let me. I was always thinking coming back. I was like, eh, now you kind of – you kind of told us where your mind was at, and that's fine. That's fine. Like, I just – this is what I struggle what, what, with. So, so what is think. the – like, it just – and again, I, I, I'm with you. The, the crazy part about it is he's a great player. It's inarguable. Yeah. And for the most part, like, there's no real off-the-court drama like most every other star player, yeah. we could kind of pick apart a lot of different things in which has gone on right, wrong, or indifferent, right? Like yeah. there's, yep. there's, there's no, but his, it feels like his need for attention yeah. to be liked and to be revered has no bounds, no bounds. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. fair? I, it, you're, you're right. And so there's this, and I, and I think it's why he's so polarizing, why people either like defend him to the hilt or, are like, guy, you're just, could you not, could you, like, what's, at what point do you evolve? Um, and, and for me, I, I, you know, I guess I'm just, I put him in the pantheon of great players and I compare how he, you know, presents himself the way those other great players did, the guys that we, we should, you know, constantly compare him to. And it's just so, it's just so dramatically different. Um you know, what's this, in, well, you know what's interesting is Barkley went after KD as being overly sensitive. Yeah. And you could say the exact same thing about LeBron James. He For wouldn't sure. say and do these things unless he was completely sensitive to any sort of remark that would come across as anti-LeBron. Yeah. It is. It, it, it's a striking. It, it comes off to me as neediness. And, and, I'm, and that, that's what I find, like, amazing is that for all that he's accomplished, for all the attention that he's received, for all the accolades that he's received, for all the people that, that revere him, he still is like, yeah, but I gotta, I gotta, I still gotta add it. I gotta, I still gotta polish my, my resume. And I was like, why, why are you doing it? And, And doing it in a way that is, um, that, that feels beneath him to me and, and is not very convincing either. Like this whole thing with his, you know, when we asked about why well, I tore a tour attendant and there's always this, this, this drama to it. I was like, you had a torn tendon in your ankle. Um, would you be playing right now? Like what, and, and tears, there's like a million different kind of tears. You have a sprained ankle. It's technically a Correct. torn ligament Thank in you. your ankle. So yes. I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it, it I, I guess it frustrates me because I want to, uh, I want to admire and appreciate the player that is LeBron James and particularly his journey and his story. And as you mentioned, the fact that, 
you know, we've never had any issues off the court. Um, but he, it, it just keeps raising its head, this, this like, I don't know, this need that just seems beneath. I've said it many times. It feels like it's beneath a guy who has done as much as LeBron James has done. And I, and I, and I'm fascinated that at 38, at this point in his career, we're still seeing it. Nothing has changed. Um, what about, what about John Morant? Do people think there's legitimate change during his time away? No, no, no. It's, it's, and, and I believe it's not just change with job. It's change with the Memphis Grizzlies organization. Because Dylan Brooks, I mean, we, you see, you've got a bunch of young guys acting out in a variety of ways. And what I find fascinating is Taylor Jenkins is a fairly exacting coach. I really like him as a coach. He has a specific way he wants his teams to play and, and expects them to play that way. And then the latitude and everything else is just a complete departure from that. And I believe that ultimately it's going to prevent them from, unless something changes, from realizing their potential. So, but if you're asking me, you know, does five days of counseling down in Florida resolve whatever issues that Ja has? No, that's, it's, it's laughable. That's, that's uh, papering over the issue. Now, there, there are other ways to... Uh, to tackle that, but I haven't heard or said anything that convinces me that there's there's been any change. And I do believe that while uh, you know we we over dramatize some of these things um, because the visuals in particular can be so striking. Like I, I don't I don't know that. You know that that Ja is legitimately a danger to others or to himself because he was waving a gun in an Instagram uh, clip while in a in a strip club. Um, um, but, but you kind of kind of kind of quickly here. Okay, We've got got about a minute left. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joel Embiid and Jokic were supposed to play tonight. Joel Embiid's going to miss the game with a strained calf. Like here we kind of go again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what like what are we doing here with with this stuff? It's like NBA. I like I I just feel like some of these guys don't get it. Yeah, it, it almost feels like they're purposely trying not to put their best foot forward in in terms of the the matchups and the marquee and all of that and. I would hope that the league recognizes that that needs to be uh, that that needs to be resolved. But I would also say that some of that is because of, is, is a byproduct of the social media that players now look at the referendum on any of these matchups and don't want to deal with the backlash. And teams have the excuse of we don't want to show our best. You know, in case we see them down the line, we'll avoid, uh, you know, the matchup so that we're not giving away any secrets. I just I do think something's been lost with the players in terms of I want to prove that I'm the best. You know, that, that was the thing with Jordan and with Kobe. Like they never missed an opportunity to say there might be somebody out there who doesn't think I'm the best. And I'm not Let saying I'm the best. 
Yeah. But I want everybody else to think that I'm the best, and I'm going to take yeah. every opportunity I have to prove yeah. that I'm the best. Yeah. Buke, you're the best, but you are the best. Okay. You can prove you're the best. Yep. And exactly. we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. You got it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bradley into the paint, going right at Cockbrenner. Can't get the layup to go. Menzel with the offensive board. Throws it up off the glass. No good. And the pull down by Johnson. Outside for Butler for three. It's good. That'll calm him down. It is over. The San Diego State Aztecs, for the first time in program history, will head to the Final Four. Montezuma has his revenge. That was our progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They help you get your bundle your home, car insurance together, so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That was the incomparable Tom McCarthy on the call for Westwood One. San Diego State beat Creighton 57-56. Everyone's safety school in California is now a basketball power. Who knew, right? Crazy stuff. 
San Diego State used to be, I mean, used to be you'd only go there. Jay Stu, you can, you can attest this. Jay Stu went to Cal State Fullerton, right? There's the, there's the UC system, the Cal Poly system, the Polytechnic system, and then there's the Cal State system. Used to be a lot easier to get in, but San Diego State was you only went there if you wanted to party, correct? Absolutely. Uh, Fullerton right, was right, a. Was, am, I, am I accurate there, Jay Stu? Yes, was, absolutely. Uh, Fullerton. Uh, Chico State and Humboldt State, if you want to smoke weed, San Diego State, if you want to party. Absolutely. Uh, Fullerton is a commuter school. Yep. San Diego State was the party school. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's your breakdown. There you go. There's there's your breakdown. Uh, more more on uh, more on the Cal State system to come. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Beyer, what do you got? I, I don't want to talk about uh, is this good for college basketball or is this bad for college basketball. I do just want to say this though. It's tough for the city of Houston. And it's not meant to disrespect any of the fan bases. These fan bases, though, Doug, are uh, small. They are on the smaller side compared to what you maybe would have had with a normal blue blood or obviously what you could have had if Texas made the Final Four. Uh, Texas makes the Final Four? It's nuts. Yes, absolutely. Nuts. nuts. But um, the the only thing that helps them, I agree with you, um, I think one thing that will help is that UConn's women lost because they don't have to split their vote. But, like, even UConn's fan base is not gigantic. Correct. Despite the fact they've been super successful. Yes, and you got to fill up an 80,000-seat stadium. Yeah. I mean, my it's, guys that do tickets are dying. And, and Doug, after Saturday, two of those fan bases go away. Yeah. So, I mean, it is – so I, I feel bad for the city of Houston – and those that have the restaurants and this and that because and it's not any it's this is not meant to be disrespectful to any of the fan bases just numbers are numbers no, it's just, this is just the reality too, yes yes right? well you're talking is reality and and what happens is you know so many talk about things in some f- sort of fantasy world the reality it's just like tv ratings the reality is tv ratings are gonna be bad they are i mean there's no no way to cut through it they're not going to be good even though they're running unopposed, and I think CBS and Turner do a good job. You know, they got they got the concert series going as well, so that'll be fun. But not going to be high. Everybody says they want, like, the Cinderella until two Cinderellas are playing. Yes, John Ramos. So, <laughs> I was talking to Stan in the break. So, why are these teams playing in the tournament then? If no, if no, What's the purpose of these teams then? If nobody's going to watch this game and nobody wants to see these teams, why are they there? Wait, what? It's for a national championship, John. I know. I know that. You know that. But but it, you guys are making it sound like it's, ah, nobody's going to no, watch this no, game. No, that, no Doug, uh, John, that is not the case. That's okay. why that's that's why I started out saying this isn't about is this good or bad or what this. This is about this. My point is about the city of Houston okay. who has landed a Final Four where you're expecting millions upon millions of dollars to come into the city, okay. and you have four very small fan bases that are going there. That's you know, like that's the point about it. And then the trying to sell tickets into an 80,000-seat stadium is tough enough yeah. as it is. Right. This is one of those, like last year you had Kansas and North Carolina, as well as Duke. Like those are national. Who's the other team? Why am I forgetting who the other team Villanova. is? Villanova. Wait, Villanova was in the Final Four last year? Yeah, they beat Houston. Wow. Yep, and they lost to Kansas because. I mean, you have. I mean, that's uh, all. Those are just all blue. I mean, Villanova has a small fan base, right? But they've won two national titles. You know, so people get on the bandwagon. Same thing with UConn. 
But, I mean, North Carolina is a gigantic national name. Duke is a gigantic national name. Kansas is a gigantic national name. You know, they, they, and you have two that are huge state schools. Like, Florida Atlantic has been a commuter school forever. Miami, they can't even fill up the Orange Bowl in football, <laughs> where they've been good. You know? And San Diego State, they have a great fan base. It's just not particularly big. You know? Probably be um, the biggest one there in reality for what they have this week. Probably. Yeah. Probably. A couple of quick notes just to what you teased. Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Jets have an interest, and uh, Giants co-owner John Mara says that they haven't closed the door on a return for OBJ, saying that if uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable are in favor of bringing him back, then he's in favor of it as well. I love the people, the owners putting it on other people. Like, (laughs) hey, listen, if Brian Dable wants to spend my money that way, because Robert Kraft supposedly told Meek Mill, you know, Meek Mill's like, hey, you know, Lamar would love to play for the Patriots. He's like, I'd love to have him. Bill Belichick's decision. Like, everybody's like, yeah, I don't really make the call here. <laughs> uh, and Angel star Mike Trout teaming with Tiger Woods Design to build a golf course near Trout's hometown in New Jersey. Trout National, the reserve, expected to open in 2025. That sounds kind of awesome, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. All the, most of the rounds, though, very meaningless. <laughs> hey, get out there and press. That was the press. And anybody goes, hey, you can't talk ish about the Angels. I'm an Angel fan. I can actually absolutely talk ish about the Angels. You'll love the In the Bonus podcast. It's available right now. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.